Welcome to In the Oil Patch, presented by Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine and sponsored by Steer. In the Oil Patch is where together we learn and explore topics that affect us all in oil and gas, business, and in your community. Every week, our host, Kim Bilotto, along with me, Alvin Bailey, will visit with the movers and shakers in this fast-paced industry. You'll hear from industry experts, elected officials, and many more right here on In the Oil Patch. Welcome to In the Oil Patch. Hi, I'm Roy Holly, alongside with Alvin Bailey and our host, Kim Bellato. Kim, we have a great show lined up today. We have Catherine Stokes, the Executive Director for the West Texas Energy Consortium on the line right now. And you'll have a chance to win a $75 gift certificate to the Palm Restaurant in Houston. Alvin? Thank you, Roy and Kim. Welcome to this week's In the Oil Patch. And let me say, you know, the West Texas Energy Consortium, what a great organization this is. And, you know, we've got Catherine kind of waiting to come on with this. But before we bring her on, let's talk about Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine. And last issue of the year is on the shelves, isn't it? That's right, Alvin. This issue has Chairman David Porter. He is a one of the three railroad commissioners, and he's actually on our cover. And you can find it out in stores and out in the community right now, plus online. Yeah, there's an online version at uh, shalemag.com. Um, when's the next issue come out? Well, we're actually uh, gearing up to do our celebratory issue to women in the energy, and that will be coming out January 15th. It will be our salute to women, and so there's a lot of dynamic and interesting women. The cover is actually a executive from Plains uh, American Pipeline, which is actually their corporate offices in Houston, Texas. So we're really excited to bring forth some educational information on midstream. Uh, we've done a lot of coverage in the past couple of years on upstream, and now we're kind of shifting a little bit and going now into the midstream. You know, and, and talking about the industry, you know, the, there's been no doubt some turmoil in the oil and gas, the energy industry over the last, um, this year almost, but we had a great event in San Antonio, the State of Energy Luncheon in San Antonio. What a great turnout. I know. We did. Uh, same thing with Corpus. I uh, was very pleasantly surprised to see so many people from the business sector come out and want to get more involved in understanding oil and gas, its importance in the state of Texas, as well as how can they develop greater lines of economic development between their businesses and the oil and gas sector. It's all about building alliances in this industry. Yes, most definitely, you know, and also being visible. You've got to, you know, be visible. You've got to spend some money in, in, in this area to make the friends and the contacts that you need to to get your business in front of the right people who are the purchasers of the commodity that they want to sell. And, you know, we mentioned turmoil in the industry, but there's still a lot of business being done in oil and gas. Uh, oh, midstream yeah. Midland and downstream is, and the Midland-Odessa area. It's busy, and so is Eagle Ford. I mean, Texas has been holding their own. Sure, it has slowed down, but it's certainly not anywhere near over, and it's going to come back. Uh, in 2016 from what uh, all of our economists are saying. But, you know, they're still very, very busy. Both shell plays are holding their own, which is very good for Texas. Yeah, and, and the su success of the Texas economy is has really helped us with this radio show. We've grown exponentially just since March. Oh, my gosh. You're not kidding. To look at and see the numbers of the people that are listening to our show, and they're in uh, 80,000 you know, 50,000 listens, and plus what's going on with, um, you know, the radio stations themselves being with iHeart in Houston, uh, 740, and then also in the Midland area with KWEL and, of course, San Antonio market area, KTSA. 
it's been an amazing growth period for us. Uh, we we kind of took off in radio as fast as we took off in Shell Magazine. <laughs> well, and, you know, people, whether, whether they're in the industry or not, you know, there's a lot of interest in the oil and gas industry in the state of Texas. And, you know, that just, you know, it, it plays well to this program. Exactly. Uh, you know, one of the things I'm also excited about is, you know, we have um, at the beginning of the year, we always have um, – the rodeos coming to town um, in San Antonio and Houston. So in February is when San Antonio has their stock show and rodeo. And February and March is also the big granddaddy of them all, Houston stock show and rodeo. And I'm really excited that um, we will be um, covering some of the uh, events that are occurring. I'm also proud to be assisting in the San Antonio stock show and rodeo with a couple of their committees. And I understand Alvin and Roy, you guys are also you all also participate with the San Antonio Stock Show and Rodeo, so I'm really excited to hopefully uh, get out there and get some awareness because they do such a great thing for the kids uh, and giving them scholarship money um, to go. Millions, to millions. millions of dollars in scholarship money every year, and what a great organization that SAIL is. And, you know, a little uh, shameless plug here, if you're out walking around the grounds of the San Antonio Stock Show and Rodeo, you just might hear my voice telling you about some of the events coming up, so... Be sure and get out to the, the San Antonio Livestock Exposition and the San Antonio Stock Show and Rodeo this year. It happens in February. Right. And, Roy, you're a part of it, too. You are a director on the— uh, My 10th uh, year So be a director. I don't know how it lasted that long, but I have. Well, because it's a and great organization. Three doing some for 15 years things. I've been out there. So, yeah, it's a good organization, and we raise over $11 million in scholarships for kids every So year. right now, you know, um, you know— be looking out because the rodeo will be visiting when you hear this. Either the San Antonio Stock Show and Rodeo will be uh, ongoing or the Houston Stock Show and Rodeo. And Midland Odessa, it's fine for you guys to come visit the San Antonio Stock Show and Rodeo. We we don't mind. Right. You know, Kim, before we get too far off in the weeds, let's let's go back to the State of Energy Luncheon. As a whole, this was a huge success. Uh, what do you think were some of the main contributing factors to the success of the San Antonio State of Energy Luncheon? I think there were two main successful ingredients. One was, of course, the dynamic panel that uh, and keynote speakers that were a part of this event. Uh, you know, Halliburton, Howard Energy Mexico, Incana, Chairman Porter, uh, Senator Aristi, uh, Chaotic Moon. There's That was the main reason why. The other part of why it was so successful was uh, the alliances that we were able to uh, get everybody on board from WIN, Women's Energy Network, to uh, Desk and Derricks, to San Antonio Pipeliners, um, the San Antonio Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, just to name a few, were partners along with the business community, and really we got some great coverage on State of Energy. Well, and both events were held at just phenomenal places. The Ortiz Center in Corpus, right. outstanding, amazing location. Oh, yeah, right and, on the water. And can you get any better in San Antonio than the Pearl Staples? No, it's such a historical uh, place and area, and it's all uh, completely been revitalized, and it's amazing. Well, Kim, we've got a great guest that's been holding for us now for a few minutes, Catherine Stokes, the executive director of the West Texas Energy Consortium. Take it away. Thanks, Alvin. Hey, Catherine. Welcome to In the Oil Patch. Thanks, Kim. It's great to hear your voice. Same here. So, um, Catherine, it's, um, you know, as always, we do appreciate you coming on the show. And uh, the first thing that I wanted to do was basically talk a little bit about the West Texas Energy Consortium. 
you know, we really appreciate all the work that you do. Um, you know, having partnerships and having great community organizations to help the community and oil and gas better relate to one another is so important. And you guys have done an amazing job out there. So can you kind of briefly tell me, I was looking this morning at your recap, uh, closing out the 2015 year, and I was just really uh, amazed to see the amazing work and all the accomplishments. Tell me a little bit, though, what's the mission of the West Texas Energy Consortium? Well, I mean, really, our mission is to reach out to those communities. We want to connect with our public and our private employers to communicate challenges and opportunities and be available for collaboration between those two entities. And our overall reaching goal is looking at sustainable growth and development and educating all interested parties in the energy revolution in West Texas because we have a lot of public that – We want to be able to open that door of communication for them. And if they have questions about any of the energy industry, whether it's oil and gas, solar, wind, that if we don't have an answer readily available for them, we want to find the right party to get them um, in touch with because we want them to be fully aware and educated about what's going on in their region. Our, Our vision is just to build a greater awareness among the public and provide opportunities to develop a trained workforce and encouraging responsible development throughout the region and still provide training for our health and public safety and really just looking out for our communities and the workforce population at a whole. Well, that's great. Catherine, um, you know, you and I have similar roles in being uh, past, I've been a past executive director of a nonprofit and you're currently one as well as we focus around energy. And so the similarities are very interesting. And so I want to get into that when we come back from break. So let's take a real quick break. We'll be right back. Ron Hoover RV of San Antonio wants to say thank you, South Texas, for our best year ever. In the spirit of Thanksgiving, we are celebrating by giving 10, 20, and 30% discounts on our already discounted inventory through the end of November in all of Ron Hoover's massive inventory of over 1,000 RVs. Also, we only have two of our luxury Columbus Toy Haulers Texas editions left. Come today and claim yours. Call 830-981-9543 and speak to a sales consultant or go to ronhooverbernie.com. And remember, we sell family fun. Hi folks, Alvin Bailey here. You know, I could spend the next 60 seconds telling you how Blue Bonnet Ford sells more Super Duty trucks than any other dealer in South Texas. I could also tell you that Blue Bonnet Ford sells more fleet vehicles than any other Ford dealer in South Texas. I could even tell you about the 13 President's Awards that Blue Bonnet Ford has received, but I'd rather tell you why. Look, it's no secret the oil patch will punish your work trucks day in and day out and even your built ford tough trucks well they need to be serviced too so do you let them sit for weeks at your local dealership or do you call teresa you see blue bonnet ford has teresa when you call teresa her team will pick up your ford truck for service and provide you with a 24-hour diagnosis most authorized repairs are done and your truck is delivered back to the oil patch in just a few days that's the Blue Bonnet difference. So don't let downtime cost you thousands. Call Teresa today and keep your fleet working. Here's the number, 210-643-4391. Again, write it down, 210-643-4391, or check us on the web at bbmotors.com. Blue Bonnet Ford, a proud member of the Kalig Auto Group. Would you like to grow your business? Would you like to improve awareness of your brand? Any business can benefit from advertising in the oil and gas industry. Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine will keep you in front of customers that you need to grow your business. If you want to grow your business in Texas, email us, info at shalemag.com. That's info at S-H-A-L-E-M-A-G 
com or call 210-240-7188. Again, 210-240-7188. Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine provides services like print advertising and digital marketing. Our digital advertising services include website, email, radio, and social media. Shale also provides specialized web services, from website management to search engine optimization and social media management. Visit our website, shalemag.com. Once again, that's S-H-A-L-E-M-A-G.com to learn more. Shale is your one-stop shop for growing your business. Pick up the phone and call 210-240-7188. Again, that's 210-240-7188. Support for In the Oil Patch comes from the West Texas Energy Consortium, connecting rural West Texas communities where members and partners communicate about common issues, challenges, and workable solutions, as well as educating future energy industry leaders. For more information about the West Texas Energy Consortium, visit their website at www.wtxec.org or give them a call at 325-795-4206. The West Texas Energy Consortium, where capitalizing on regional energy growth means power in partnership. Amerijet's global cargo shipping and freight forwarding network is ready to take care of all your shipping needs. Shipping manufactured oversized parts, oil and gas field equipment, or supplies domestically or internationally? Amerijet is your full-service multimodal transportation and logistics provider, offering domestic and international scheduled all-cargo transport via land, sea, and air. Amerijet will connect your company to over 30 major cities in the U.S., with more than 625 destinations worldwide, providing global transportation solutions throughout the Americas, Mexico, the Caribbean, Europe, Asia, and the Middle East. Our 40-plus years of experience in the energy industry will help drive your excellent performance. Let Amerijet's global team ensure the safe delivery of your cargo. From oversized hazardous materials, which include oil and lubricants and heavy weight cargo, to your chosen destination. For on-time delivery, Amerijet Houston is your commercial shipping partner. Call Amerijet at 844-651-7956. Once again, that's 844-651-7956. Or visit us at Amerijet.com. And welcome back to In the Oil Patch. My name's Alvin Bailey, along with Roy Holly and our host, Kim Bellotto. Kim We've got Catherine Stokes with the West Texas Energy Consortium on the line with us. Take it away. Thanks, Alvin. So, Catherine, um, can you kind of explain to me how I know, you know, you're the executive director for the West Texas Energy Consortium, but how did you end up being the executive director? Well, I mean, you know, I have a dad, four brothers, and three other uncles that married into the family that they're all in the in the drilling industry. Um, you know, they all started out in the Permian Basin and kind of, you know, migrated to other states and have either stayed involved in oil and gas or have um, focused on other mineral exploration and water resource development. And so when I started the college doing my undergrad, by the time I had finished in the late 80s, you know, early 90s, the um, industry down here, it had, you know, it had gone bust. So I was um, faced with the opportunity of, hey, I need to look at something else to get into. So with my business degree, I took a job at a local hospital who was, um, they were adding a rehab facility for, you know, physical therapy, occupational therapy, and learned everything I could about the healthcare industry, um, moved on to public safety, psychiatric care, and then uh, got to work with a lot of different businesses and colleges. So a lot of my background uh, was either energy-based, healthcare and public safety-based, or education-based. And most of my experience was based around project management, whether that was construction, and I would get a lot of calls from individuals asking me to either come um, 
build or grow a new uh, organization or look at a division that they wanted to expand and how are we going to expand or something that wasn't working at all. And, and, you know, I was called in to just lay eyes on it and, you know, kind of help coordinate um, changes that were going on. So when I when I started here with the consortium, it was really our three workforce board areas that managed and took care of all that. And, it, it, you know, I was hired on as a uh, business coordinator and it soon became uh, obvious that they really were going to need an executive director to do the day-to-day operations because, um, you know, all you know, all of our workforce board folks had full-time jobs. Our volunteer board, very, very great and have a lot of energy and, and a lot of support. But also have full-time jobs. <laughs> yeah, they also have full-time jobs. And they said, we really need someone to um, um, do the day-to-day operations. And, and they said, you know, you would be the perfect person for this, you know, having all that experience. So I don't know. It, it could either be a blessing or a curse, depending on which day of the week it is. But it has been just absolutely phenomenal. Catherine, can you kind of give us an example of uh, how you guys have created an alliance maybe between a municipality and an oil and gas company? Or And you don't have to be specific with names, but can you give us an example of what you guys do to bring those two together? I think probably, you know, without naming any names, we you know, we have some smaller rural communities that – they're not a Midland Odessa, they're not an Abilene, they're not a San Angelo, and so they may feel like they, they can't get in touch with the right person um, with with a larger company, whether it's an EMP or an operator coming into their region. And, you know, a lot of those operators or EMPs, they can't, you know, give a lot of details about the future of their work, but you have some municipalities that they would like to try to be a little bit more prepared, or they're seeing some things that are going on, and... You have some communities that are very proactive, and they'll go and find who they need to speak with, and they may contact us and say, hey, we really don't feel like we're getting what we need to get, or we don't feel like we're getting to the right person. So we basically, if we already have that contact, we'll try to talk to that company and introduce them to the community leader and just, you know, give that company representative a little bit of a background so that they don't feel ambushed. If we don't have that contact readily available, we will go make that contact for them because part of it and what's really worked well for our board members that are here and for myself as well is working in the energy industry and then also being a part of these communities and realizing the area and the direction from which they're coming. We try to close that um, education gap and that communication gap for them. Now, Catherine, let's think back about three years and I, I know that the West Texas Energy Consortium has worked really hard with municipalities trying to teach them not to overinvest in this industry. And, you know, then let's spring forward to today. Do you see any municipalities in your area that maybe have overinvested and they don't know what to do? And how do you handle that? Um, as a whole, I, uh, really a, a lot of our industry, a lot of our communities, because they were involved in the first two, booms that went on and, and their first two energy developments, um, they were very um, forward-thinking. And I think the state of Texas as a whole took that lesson to heart when the bust happened in the 80s, late 80s, early 90s, that it was, we definitely need to diversify our economy. And a lot of them took advantage of the fact that now they have a boom in their area where they may not have, or the boom has come back to their area, especially with shale development. And they took all of those opportunities and not only focused on oil and gas, but they focused on, we have some areas that had never really um, 
taken wind, in, wind energy to heart. We have other areas that have opened up their doors to um, solar energy as well. And it has led to a lot of benefits for them as far as, you know, education dollars for their ISDs. And a lot of small business owners are now taking that chance where they were like, well, we really don't know if we want to do that now. So really, I have not seen, you know, any of our communities that we've worked with that have just been all in um, oil and gas. They've really diversified their economies and have been very smart and have really have some good leadership and some strong leadership that, you know, listen to their public and listen to their community partners and have done a very, very good job with their economies. And, you know, thinking along these lines, and Kim, I think you can add to this, you know, we're not really in the state of Texas in a bust right now. There's a lot of business going on in the Midland-Odessa area as well as in South Texas, correct? Oh, yeah. Just in our area this past week, just this last year, they've had 151 um, new drilling permits pulled. So there's still a lot going on out there. We, we've I feel like our energy industry leaders have done a very good job of preparing for this, and they they constantly are changing and innovating. And I think just looking at technology and the advances that they've made, it's it's going to be a lot better for us. I, I know some other states are hurting, and I know some other areas did not get to see the huge amount of growth that we have. That I, I think that we've been very fortunate as a group. Well, that's great. Catherine, let's take a real quick break. We'll be right back. Hi folks, Alvin Bailey here. You know, I could spend the next 60 seconds telling you how Bluebonnet Ford sells more Super Duty trucks than any other dealer in South Texas. I could also tell you that Bluebonnet Ford sells more fleet vehicles than any other Ford dealer in South Texas. I could even tell you about the 13 President's Awards that Bluebonnet Ford has received, but I'd rather tell you why. Look, it's no secret the oil patch will punish your work trucks day in and day out and even your built ford tough trucks well they need to be serviced too so do you let them sit for weeks at your local dealership or do you call teresa you see blue bonnet ford has teresa when you call teresa her team will pick up your ford truck for service and provide you with a 24-hour diagnosis most authorized repairs are done and your truck is delivered back to the oil patch in just a few days that's the Blue Bonnet difference. So don't let downtime cost you thousands. Call Teresa today and keep your fleet working. Here's the number, 210-643-4391. Again, write it down, 210-643-4391, or check us on the web at bbmotors.com. Blue Bonnet Ford, a proud member of the Caleg Auto Group. Would you like to grow your business? Would you like to improve awareness of your brand? Any business can benefit from advertising in the oil and gas industry. After all, Texas received $87 billion, that's with a B, that's right, $87 billion in economic impact from the oil and gas industry last year alone. Did your business benefit from this thriving industry? Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine will keep you in front of customers that you need to grow your business. If you want to grow your business in Texas, email us, info at shalemag.com. That's info at S-H-A-L-E-M-A-G dot com or call 210-240-7188. Again, 210-240-7188. Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine provides services like print advertising and digital marketing. Our digital advertising services include website, email, radio, and social media. Shale also provides specialized web services from website management to search engine optimization and social media management. Visit our website, shalemag.com. 
Once again, that's S-H-A-L-E-M-A-G dot com to learn more. Shale is your one-stop shop for growing your business. Pick up the phone and call 210-240-7188. Again, that's 210-240-7188. Ron Hoover RV of San Antonio wants to say thank you, South Texas, for our best year ever. In the spirit of Thanksgiving, we are celebrating by giving 10, 20, and 30% discounts on our already discounted inventory through the end of November in all of Ron Hoover's massive inventory of over 1,000 RVs. Also, we only have two of our luxury Columbus Toy Haulers Texas editions left. Come today and claim yours. Call 830-981-9543 and speak to a sales consultant or go to ronhooverbernie.com. And remember, we sell family fun. And welcome back to In the Oil Patch. My name's Alvin Bailey, along with our host, Kim Bellotto. Kim, you and Catherine are talking about having similar roles as executive directors, and I think you wanted to carry that conversation on a little further. You know, Alvin, I cannot stress enough exactly how important leadership and a good executive director is in really leading the way for some great nonprofits, and the West Texas Energy Consortium is a perfect example Catherine, so it seems that the West Texas Energy Consortium has been pretty busy lately, and last month you all received the Wagner Pizer Award. What is that? The Wagner Pizer Award is um, awarded to the governor's office. We were we were very fortunate enough this past year under um, former Governor Rick Perry's administration to be able to get that first Pi- Pi- Wagner Pizer Award and establish ourselves and and to get things going. And at the same time, we were building a new organization. We were building a new website. We were building new relationships. There were still projects that his office and TWC, Texas Workforce Commission, obviously wanted to see us complete. So um, the achievements that we've been able to make since that first year and made through, you know, these past two years have just reflected the dedicated work of the consortium, but more importantly, uh, basically the testament to the continuous support that we had from communities, organizations, business leaders, and we, you know, had really had um, that talk of, well, you know, we know that there's going to be a new administration coming on. Do we think that Governor Abbott and his administration will still support the vision and the goals of the consortium? And and they most definitely did. I mean, you know, we did not have not one um, state representative, senator, or congressman that we had talked to and asked for, for their support that they that they either didn't know what the consortium was or they couldn't support us. They were like wholeheartedly yes because of the regional aspect of what we do, you know, um, focusing on community education regarding our energy development um, in wind and solar and oil and gas, and just ensuring that understanding and partnership that support positive community and economic development it made it an easy, I don't want to say it made it an easy winner for the Wagner Pizer grant, but it was very easy to see that we as a region covering a 49 county area have a real heart for those small businesses, our large operators, energy development as a whole, and for all of our schools. We have 118 independent school districts in the region that we cover um, that we want to make sure that we do our part and provide the best that we can provide. So I feel like the there are the powers that be looked at our priorities as far as a consortium, you know, and how we identify and share our resources. And they they said that that would be great. They're, you know, and they felt wholeheartedly that they could support our vision. So we feel very blessed and very honored that we would be chosen for a second year to go ahead and um, fund for several of our projects. Well, congratulations on this award, and what an amazing, distinguished honor to receive it. 
You know, Catherine, you guys have a lot of respected individuals under your umbrella. And Ken Becker has been on our show earlier this year. And honestly, he is such a gentleman and a genuinely great guy. On that topic, since he's taken chairmanship earlier this year, you guys have gotten a lot accomplished. It seems like you grew to over 820 members and gained some important partners. So let's talk about that. Um, I, I think our first year, you know, Victor Cario was our, our first chairman. And I think we as a consortium and the leadership that was involved and the communities that came together had a very um, definite understanding that it, it would not be just the West Texas region that would um, help with the organization of the consortium, but also understood that it would be very necessary for us to be um, known in the Austin area, you know, through our, our state legislators and, and in the Capitol. Victor gave us a very good foundation in that we had three very strong workforce board leaders uh, with those educa- or executive directors with our workforce boards and had a very common goal. And he was able to ape- open those doors as a past um, railroad commissioner and also his background in oil and gas, um, he's a geologist, he's an attorney, so he had a lot of contacts that he was able to open that door for us as a consortium so that we were able to make those contacts that we needed to at the Capitol. And then at the same time, you know, Ken was our vice chairman before he took over as chairman, and Ken is one of those great leaders that, uh, you know, he's been chairman of the high ground of Texas, he has held positions at Texas, you know, economic development, association and um he's just been one of those folks that when you say regional he completely understands regional support uh you know oftentimes when we talk to them about we provide regional collaboration we may be talking to a community leader to them they think that we're focusing just on that community and maybe a couple of rural towns around but when we say no we cover three workforce board areas ken actually he understands that regional aspect of how what we do here, what may be done in Abilene, may have some effect on what's done over in the Permian Basin area. And what happens in the Permian Basin area affects what goes on in Concho Valley and, and West Texas. Well, I totally understand that from when he was uh, on the air with us. Um, and that being said, we're going to get back to some of the great work that the consortium has been doing this past year. Right now, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Farmers and ranchers are the hardest working people on earth and deserve a side-by-side vehicle that works just as hard. That's why Yamaha makes the Viking an all-new Viking 6, the world's first true three and six person UTVs assembled in America. Ranked number one in drivetrain durability, Viking outworks and outclasses the competition in features, comfort, and off-road capability. For more, visit YamahaViking.com. Most dependable claim based on a 2013 Yamaha source side-by-side owner study. Amerijet's global cargo shipping and freight forwarding network is ready to take care of all your shipping needs. Shipping manufactured oversized parts, oil and gas field equipment, or supplies domestically or internationally? Amerijet is your full-service multimodal transportation and logistics provider, offering domestic and international scheduled all-cargo transport via land, sea, and air. Amerijet will connect your company to over 30 major cities in the U.S., with more than 625 destinations worldwide, providing global transportation solutions throughout the Americas, Mexico, the Caribbean, Europe, Asia, and the Middle East. Our 40-plus years of experience in the energy industry will help drive your excellent performance. 
Let Emerget's global team ensure the safe delivery of your cargo. From oversized hazardous materials, which include oil and lubricants, and heavy weight cargo, to your chosen destination. For on-time delivery, Emerget Houston is your commercial shipping partner. Call Emerget at 844-651-7956. Once again, that's 844-651-7956. Or visit us at Emerget.com. Would you like to grow your business? Would you like to improve awareness of your brand? Any business can benefit from advertising in the oil and gas industry. After all, Texas received $87 billion in economic impact from the oil and gas industry last year alone. Did your business benefit from this thriving industry? Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine will keep you in front of customers that you need to grow your business. If you want to grow your business in Texas, email us info at shalemag.com. That's info at S-H-A-L-E-M-A-G dot com or call 210-240-7188. Welcome back once again to In the Oil Patch. My name's Alvin Bailey along with Roy Holly and our host Kim Bellotto. And Kim, you're visiting with Catherine Stokes, the executive director of the West Texas Energy Consortium. What a great group of folks that we've got on the air with us today. That's right. The amount of things that they've accomplished are just amazing. Um, and they're really hitting their mission. Catherine, um, let me ask you, you've reached over 4,000 youths from all of the career fairs that the consortium has been a part of throughout the Permian Basin area in Texas. And might I ask why you think it's important to reach out to the younger children and teenagers um, pertaining to oil and gas and other sources of energy? Well, I mean, you know, the consortium, we, we continually evaluate what we do to make sure that we, we remain relevant and everything we do, we want to do for our partners. And the consortium is really driven by that, by the need of our members and our communities that we serve. And a lot of our communities and, and being very forward thinking and, and trying to remain ahead of the curve and still be competitive in the 21st century, really look at our kiddos and being a mom, looking at the opportunities that we provide for our kids um, moving forward when they're looking for possible careers. I know, um, you know, me, I remember sitting in sixth grade class and having a teacher, you know, the big question was posed, what do you want to be when you grow up? And listening to everybody's comments as they go, as she went through the class, I had no idea what I wanted to do. And you had, you know, a lot of students that they just said the first thing that either popped into their mind or they said what their mom and dads normally do, whether it was a plumber, a um, builder, a doctor, a lawyer, and, you know, me being the bright, intelligent child, I was like, those all sound boring. I was like, I want to be an international spy or a race car driver. But I was thinking, you know, thinking now. <laughs> a race car driver. <laughs> yeah. So I was thinking, yeah, my husband will tell you, yeah, that, that's not a very good thing for me at this point. But, um, you know, thinking about uh, and being a mom and having those kids um, really ask, uh, ask that of themselves and knowing that we need to provide the best future that we can. And really those career days, our, our big objective is just to design an event that will expose and educate and engage those 8th eight through 12th grader, grade students, bringing in, you know, regional employers, organizations, community colleges, four-year colleges, and having exhibitors that are very engaging and can highlight not just in-demand in-demand careers, and we do focus heavily on STEM, but we realize that, you know, a lot of students, STEM's not for them. They really just want to do the traditional route of, you know, banker, lawyer, doctor. We want to open up that huge world of this is the world of work. This is what this looks like, and get those students thinking about those things 
so, um, you know, it's not their junior, senior year, and they're, they're like, I have no idea what I want to be. I know working with students in college, having a student that's finished four-year college and had finished most of, of their pre-med, and they were nearly $80,000 in debt, and have them come to you and say, I really don't think I want to be a doctor. We don't want them making that decision, saying, I, I don't really want to be a doctor, and you're $80,000 in debt, and you've already spent nearly five years in school. And you hear that a lot. And that's when it comes out, you're going to be a doctor. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you and have no the, choice now. <laughs> yeah, and so, you know, we just want to promote not just STEM careers, but we want to promote exposing those students to that. And, you know, we've worked closely with some of these groups that have hosted these career these career days. And for, you know, for some of the other groups that we've worked with, we've either been able to provide um, – man hours and promotional benefits, or we've actually been able to provide some money to help them secure other keynote speakers or um, bring in some exhibitors that maybe they've already, you know, spent their, their travel budget and they really don't have, you know, the money to pay like a, a um, booth fee to be an exhibitor there. But, you know, we really want to look at, at career choices, skill development, education, and industry training that you would need, depending on which industry you're going in. Well, and Catherine, you, you guys, and, and the number $200,000 in scholarship money is coming to mind to me for some reason, and that, that's an incredible number. How have you guys been able to award so much money to education like that? Well, I, I think um, part of it is my board included is we really believe in keeping our overhead low. I mean, I, I know, you know, you have a lot of nonprofits that are very, very good with money, but for me, I really try not to waste any dollars that I don't have to on administrative costs. And I, Because to me, this isn't my money. This is money that our members have given us, um, sponsor companies have given us, the Wagner-Pizer grant. The Wagner-Pizer grant really, you know, basically that's taxpayer dollars. And to me, I as an organization am trying to give that money back to the community members here that have students and serve them the best way I can. So I, I really feel like I have to be a good steward with the do- dollars provided to us. And we actually, because we were able to secure some additional funding, this past year we actually gave out 425 scholarships. Um, 189 of those went to high school students, and 193 of those went to colleges. Wow, that's great. That's how, amazing. How important is education to a sustainable industry in, in West Texas? Well, you know, I mean, it, it had always been ingrained in us, you know, back in the 70s and 80s. You know, you have to go for that four-year degree. You have to go for that master's. You have to go for that Ph.D. But, you know, a lot of us, my dad inglu- included, they made their fortune off of um, blue-collar jobs and were very, very good at it. I think for our, our, our students coming up and because technology is so advanced now, um, getting them involved in STEM, getting them involved in even if it's a certificate program, it gives them that much better of a chance getting into any industry of their choice, realizing that, you know, obviously if you choose to be that um, physician or you choose to be that neurosurgeon, you're not getting away from school. Um, But definitely looking at our energy industry folks, um, anything and everything that you can do, whether it's a certificate or an associate's degree that you can build on, into a bachelor's maybe later on to get you in the door is going to be good for your future. Super. Well, Catherine, we, we want to talk about the STEM Center for Excellence, but first we do need to take a break. Sure. We'll be right back to In the Oil Patch. My name's Alvin Bailey along with Roy Holly and our host Kim Bellotto visiting with Catherine Stokes from the West Texas Energy Consortium. We'll be right back. Mm-hmm. 
Support for In the Oil Patch comes from the West Texas Energy Consortium, connecting rural West Texas communities, where members and partners communicate about common issues, challenges, and workable solutions, as well as educating future energy industry leaders. For more information about the West Texas Energy Consortium, visit their website at www.wtxec.org or give them a call at 325-795-4206. The West Texas Energy Consortium, where capitalizing on regional energy growth means power in partnership. Would you like to grow your business? Would you like to improve awareness of your brand? Any business can benefit from advertising in the oil and gas industry. After all, Texas received $87 billion. That's with a B. That's right, $87 billion in economic impact from the oil and gas industry last year alone. Did your business benefit from this thriving industry? Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine will keep you in front of customers that you need to grow your business. If you want to grow your business in Texas, email us, info at shalemag.com. That's info at s-h-a-l-e-m-a-g.com or call 210-240-7188. Again, 210-240-7188. Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine provides services like print advertising and digital marketing. Our digital advertising services include website, email, radio, and social media. Shale also provides specialized web services, from website management to search engine optimization and social media management. Visit our website, shalemag.com. Once again, that's S-H-A-L-E-M-A-G.com to learn more. Shale is your one-stop shop for growing your business. Pick up the phone and call 210-240-7188. Again, that's 210-240-7188. Amerijet's global cargo shipping and freight forwarding network is ready to take care of all your shipping needs. Shipping manufactured oversized parts, oil and gas field equipment, or supplies domestically or internationally? Amerijet is your full-service multimodal transportation and logistics provider, offering domestic and international scheduled all-cargo transport via land, sea, and air. Amerijet will connect your company to over 30 major cities in the U.S., with more than 625 destinations worldwide, providing global transportation solutions throughout the Americas, Mexico, the Caribbean, Europe, Asia, and the Middle East. Our 40-plus years of experience in the energy industry will help drive your excellent performance. Let Amerijet's global team ensure the safe delivery of your cargo. From oversized hazardous materials, which include oil and lubricants and heavy weight cargo, to your chosen destination. For on-time delivery, Amerijet Houston is your commercial shipping partner. Call Amerijet at 844-651-7956. Once again, that's 844-651-7956. Or visit us at Amerijet.com. Welcome back to In the Oil Patch. My name is Alvin Bailey along with Roy Holly and our host, Kim Bellotto. Kim We've got Catherine Stokes with the West Texas Energy Consortium on the line with us. Take it away. Thanks, Alvin. Well, Catherine, changing gears just a little bit. Um, I have also found out that you have some great projects lined up for 2016. Let's get into that, and what are you planning for your Energy Day? Well, Energy Day, if you're familiar with the Energy Day Festival that's put on in Houston, we are. That, that is something that is sponsored by and put on by, you know, through the Consumer Energy Alliance and Consumer Energy Education Foundation. And David Holt and Kathleen Van Keppel down, uh, down in Houston, they, they've always done a very good job with that event um, and have created a really festival um, feeling. They've invited not just students, and it's students K through 12, but it's also families. You know, you're showcasing showcasing everything involved in science, technology, engineering, math, and looking at um, careers in energy industry. 
and they bring some really, really great exhibits. And I think the idea was we really need them out here in Midland. And so the consortium's part of that because uh, we really l- liked that event and what that event has done for the Houston area is bringing that out to the West Texas area and more specifically in Midland. They'll be hosting that festival um, October 22nd of next year in Midland, and they normally do that on Saturdays so that parents can come, and we're going to open, you know, that'll be open to everyone, and it'll be located at the Petroleum Museum. And that group, that group is fantastic. And so the consortium said, hey, what, you know, what can we do to help out? So it'll be one of those things where we'll probably provide um, some funding that direction and obviously provide man hours because we love helping in anything that's going to help develop our kiddos. That's amazing, and that is one of the best events put on huge, huge, huge in Houston. So, Catherine, why is it important that WTEC will be training firefighters for health and safety incidents? Well, you know, firefighters in rural areas, they encounter a a lot of different challenges that urban firefighters may not understand, and each of those responses require a different training, you know, different training, and it offers different challenges. The questions that I have found that our firefighters out in rural West Texas ask themselves every day as they prepare to go out on a call is, where is the nearest mutual aid company, which is if this fire is too big for us or we need more, you know, men on spot, where's the next closest station or department that's going to be able to help us? How many firefighters do I have on hand to send out on a first alarm call? And as always with resources, where is our water supply? Uh, And our firefighters have one thing figured out for sure, and that is how to do more with less. Um, They've developed skills that firefighters from large metropolitan areas probably wouldn't understand or don't have to worry about um, on their day-to-day events just because of demographic and location and geography. Um, The men and women that are a part of these municipal fire departments, volunteer fire departments, any of our local law enforcement and first responders, have really developed that think-out-of-the-box attitude. They have great, great critical skills, and they just have that adaptive behavior that's so important for us out in rural West Texas. And, you know, talking to those guys and asking them, if it was rural versus urban, who do you think needs to be trained better? They would tell you, we both need to be trained, and we need to be trained well, but they have different applications depending on the various challenges that they have. The departments that we've worked with and the departments out here in West Texas, they do a fantastic job of training in-house. There are limitations to what they can do, especially if they're a volunteer fire department, you know, based on budget. Um, Sometimes certain training, it's either just out of the budget or traveling away from their base makes it very, makes the training very prohibitive because if you try to send two or three guys out and you only have six at your station, that's three guys that you don't have there. So, Um, we try to bring whatever we can this direction. And we also, you know, the consortium sees a great benefit in attending training outside of your department um, or outside of your comfort zone that involves a lot of different departments and different first responders. Um, The consortium, we partnered with Shell Oil this past year and held trainings throughout the region. We opened it up for all first responders, whether they were firefighters, EMS, local LEOs, DPS, sheriff's departments, and even had energy companies bring in, you know, some of their safety personnel. The training last year focused on well site incidents, uh, whether that be a well blowout or a rig fire. 
and there were so many facets to that event and to um, the nature of the work that they were going to be doing. Having those municipal and volunteer firefighters in the same room with local law enforcement and company guys, and they're walking through an actual scenario um, that could happen out here in West Texas, and they're walking through that together to figure out what that experience would be like, depending on what that call entailed. And then having experienced trainers, we had, it was wild well control services. These guys have been everywhere um, with wild wells. They've been, you know, international. They've been fighting, you know, uh, rigged uh, rigged fires, um, well blowouts, and they just brought an abundance of experience. And to have those guys in the room and to be able to have those discussions and opening up that door of communication so that those volunteer fire department guys now have a face and a name and a voice to go with the phone number that was given to them as a contact. So when they call somebody up from Wild Wells with a question or, hey, we have this incident that we think could um, possibly lead to a bad situation, what's your suggestion? It, I, I really feel like those guys and the feedback that we got was this was absolutely tremendous. Are you going to do more of these? This next year's training, we're going to focus on pipeline and railway incidents because we've seen an increase in pipeline construction in the area. In the past, you know, we have some counties that they've never had any pipeline come through it, and now they have two or three pipelines coming through their county and really um, getting them to focus more on incidents that could surround uh, either a pipeline rupture or a leak or or a um, blow-up. And we've also looked at the increased train traffic and the number of cars being added onto those trains that are running through a lot of our rural West Texas towns. Those rail lines run right through the middle of communities. Um, and there are um, residential areas, schools, nursing homes on either side of, of the tracks. And we just want to make sure that we do our part and, and help out as best we can. These, you know, these trainings will all go back to the consortium's vision and mission of building and providing opportunities to develop, you know, communities, workforce, and sustainable growth while keeping an eye on our health and public safety for our communities. Um, We want to do what we're able to to help our first responders out. And I always like to go back to my favorite John Wayne quote, which is, it's better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it. So that training schedule is going to be set in early 2016, and we'll keep everybody updated and just continue checking our website at WTXEC.org for those upcoming events. And it's better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it. And it's much better to have everybody on the same page when you or if you do ever need it. So definitely, uh, Catherine. Let's you know. Let's get back to the students for a second. Uh, y'all are going to be starting the STEM Center of Excellence and and that resource hub. Why is the hub going to be so important? And is is it only going to be limited to students? Or let's talk about that program. No, the it's it's the STEM Center of Excellence and Resource Hub, and it's going to be an online or a virtual center of excellence. It's going to be a community resource for our students, their parents, educators, industry leaders, and the focus will be on industry trend. And it's it will focus heavily on the industry trend in the state of Texas, but also what do we see going on nationwide that will help keep our students relevant. Uh, we want to include best practices, innovative curriculum to enhance instruction, anything that will help increase the reach and accessibility um, for STEM opportunities to serve our area. We just got off a phone call earlier today with the group down at the Johnson Space Center, and we have some opportunities to include a lot of their 
online or virtual uh, resources to teachers out in small rural West Texas, um, teaching, you know, different earth sciences and, and teaching different things about aerospace that we want to be able to provide that. That goes hand in hand with we're also developing a career pathway mobile app, and that will focus on our middle and high schoolers, high school students. The app will be designed to provide a reality check based on income and lifestyle. You know, you have you have students that they're like, yeah, I want a four-bedroom, two-house, or, yeah, I'm going to live in the city. I'm going to have this kind of vehicle. I'm going to have a boat. I'm going to be able to go vacation every weekend. And we kind of really get them to check reality of, okay, if these are all the things you want, what kind of income is it going to take to sustain that lifestyle? And what are some things that you're interested in? And based on all of these answers – give them um, five to ten career options that um, fit with the answers that they've given them and get them to identify some careers and some education options to meet their career goals. And we want that. We feel like that mobile app and the hands-on approach of our career days and our Energy Jays event will promote, you know, career counseling activities and get them to get students speaking more to career counselors about STEM careers and any of our high-demand uh, careers that are expected to grow in the next 20 years. Is the STEM Center of Excellence and Resource Hub going to offer any technical training to the students? There, there will be some opportunities for them to do some online activities. We want to be able to partner with um, our community colleges, and we have several of our four-year colleges that will be able to provide some curriculum to the students uh, in to the students in their classroom, and then to the educators to utilize as well. And we want our industry leaders to be able to play a part in that because they know what they're going to need better than we would know or better than the school districts would know. And so some of that will be some information that they help develop and some technology that they'll be able to provide to the classrooms. And when is the uh, the STEM Center of Excellence and the Resource Hub going to launch? We're, we've actually, Those are all under development right now. We're hoping that we'll have those launched by August of 2016. And uh, is there a place online where folks can get more information about either the STEM Center for Excellence or any of the topics that we've talked about today? Does uh, West Texas Energy Consortium have a website? We do. If you'll visit our website, it's www.wtxec.org. And um, we have you can sign up for our newsletter to receive that. And we always keep folks updated that way. And we're also looking at switching over to a new an enhanced website, and we'll be building the rest of that, but we'll keep all of our viewers and our members updated, and we'll also updating folks on a planned educators conference that we're going to host out here in West Texas in August as well. Well, super. Catherine Stokes, give us the website one more time. It's www.wtxec.org. Super. Catherine Stokes, Executive Director of the West Texas Energy Consortium. Kim, any closing thoughts? Well, you know, Catherine, I just want to really commend you, your group, Ken, of how uh, proud I am to see that you guys have really taken an entire community perspective, put it into your mission, and are actually truly accomplishing that and more. Great job. And I also want to thank you so much for being a guest today in the oil patch. Anytime you want to come on, please uh, let us know. We'd love to hear updates about what you're doing in 2016 because it sounds like 2016 is going to be a very, very exciting year for the West Texas Energy Consortium. So once again, thank you, Catherine Stokes. Thank you, Kim.
Thank you so much again, Catherine, and congratulations because you get to be the topic of today's trivia question. If you're the first person to email the correct answer to this trivia question, here's where you email it to, radio at shalemag.com. You'll win a $75 gift certificate to the Palm Restaurant in Houston. That's right, Alvin. So here's today's trivia question. It's a tough one. Who is the CEO of the West Texas Energy Consortium? Email your response to radio at shellmag.com. That's radio at shell, S-H-A-L-E-M-A-G.com. And remember, the first correct email wins a $75 gift certificate to the Palm Restaurant in Houston, Texas. Before we wrap up for the day, Kim, let's let's talk a little bit more about uh, what's going on in Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine and, and the website, shellmag.com. Well, you know, Alvin, that's where you can get all of the latest issues, past issues of Shell Magazine. Uh, you can also, though, get our podcast, um, and you can actually go back through the history and listen to all the different podcasts that we have uh, had air since we began our radio show almost a year ago. That being said, though, the amount of traffic and visitors to our website, it's an extremely busy website. We usually have anywhere from on the low end, 100,000 visits, if not more, every single month. So it's a great way of getting informed, looking at current advertisers, looking at past and current issues, as well as being informed. Where are we? What are we where, What are we getting ready to go and do? Upcoming events, as well as all the podcasts. And an amazing number of plays on the podcast. Some shows are getting 10,000 plays. Some shows are getting 80,000 plays. Mm-hmm. And you can get to those by going to shalemag.com and just following the links to the to the weekly podcast. Right. I know that um, in the new year, we're really excited about some of the players that we are going to have on the radio show. Phillips will be joining us. Canary Oil will also, their CEO, as well as a couple of other oil and gas executives from other shell plays are coming in and talking to us a little bit about what's going on in their shell plays. So um, we're really excited to get some CEOs and executives of some of the major uh, EMP and uh, service companies and pipeline uh, to come on the air and uh, engage with us and help educate us to what they're working on. So if you happen to join us halfway through the program and you're wondering what we were doing in the other half of the program, just log on to shalemag.com and go to the podcast and you'll be able to listen to all the shows there. Yes. And the other thing that I want to say is if you have an interesting story, if you have a great story, If you have uh, made it against all odds, you have done something really amazing, uh, you've helped the community, everything and anything we want to know about. Because, um, you know, our job is to relate what's happening out in the oil and gas world to uh, the community. And so if you have something going on, if you have something upcoming, if you have a big event, please feel free to email us. It's radio at shellmag.com. Again, that's radio at shellmag.com. We read every single email that comes in and responds, and you never know. You might be a guest on the show. And that about does it for this week's In the Oil Patch. For Ken Bellato and Alvin Bailey, I'm Roy Holly. So long. In the Oil Patch is where together we learn and explore topics that affect us all in oil and gas, business, and in your community. Every week, our host, Kim Bellato, along with me, Alvin Bailey, will visit with the movers and shakers in this fast-paced industry. You'll hear from industry experts, elected officials, and many more right here on In the Oil Patch.